Aspirus, passion for excellence, compassion for people. It's time for Aspirus Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. If you have disproportionately large breasts that are causing neck pain, back pain, or other physical symptoms, you may be considering breast reduction surgery. My guest today is Dr. James Kong. He's a plastic and reconstructive surgeon at Aspirus Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kong. What is breast reduction surgery, and for whom might it be something to consider? Yeah, just uh, wanted to thank you for having me, Melanie. And uh, breast reduction surgery is one of the more common procedures performed by plastic surgeons today. Typically, people, women, are good candidates for breast reduction surgery for various reasons. Uh, the main the main problems that women have when they are seeking breast redu- reduction surgery related to the size of their breast tend to be back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain. But there are also women that come in and see us because they have rashes underneath their breasts or uh, some women see us because they're very self-conscious about the size of their breasts. The main way that we uh, decide on whether a patient is a good uh, candidate for a breast reconstruction is we clinically examine the patient and get a sense of whether the size of their breasts are contributing to some of these medical conditions that include back pain, neck pain. The I would say the majority of women that come in do have disproportionately large breasts relative to their body frame, and our goal is to give them a procedure that not only reduces the size of their breasts, but also does it in a way that is proportional to the rest of their body. Dr. Kong, who determines whether or not her back pain is being caused by the size of her breasts or whether or not she's developing, you know, kyphosis in her neck or upper shoulders because it's pulling her forward? Who determines that? So typically a woman has started the process with their primary care physician, and their primary care provider has uh, examined them and sends them along to sometimes either either a chiropractor or another spine specialist that can help assess whether the size of their breasts is contributing to their symptoms. Most of these women have had large breasts for a very long time, and it's become a chronic condition, and sometimes the primary care providers or a back specialist has included some imaging and other physical exam findings. When they present to see us as plastic surgeons, most women have had gone through other non-surgical treatments for their back pain, neck pain, and shoulder pain. And that may include chiropractic care, uh, exercises with their primary care physician, or sometimes even physical therapy to help alleviate these symptoms. Once they get to a point where it seems with the maximal medical treatments that their pain is not significantly helped by the medical treatments, that's when the providers will refer them to a plastic surgeon to evaluate to see if the breast size is contributing to their back pain or to their spinal alignment or uh, kyphosis. For us, it is mostly a clinical evaluation, there's no magic test that says this person has definitely large enough breasts that would cause them back pain or not. We take the patient as a whole and evaluate them to see 
whether the size of their breasts is contributing to their back pain. And from that standpoint, we there are some office-type maneuvers that we can use, such as literally lifting the breasts up off and taking some of the weight off and just seeing if the patients have some degree of relief from their back pain. And uh, the only, unfortunately, the only way to know how much the weight of the breast is contributing to back pain, neck pain, or shoulder pain is to actually go through the procedure itself. But based on our training and experience, we do have a pretty good, uh, we, we're very good at estimating whether this would be a procedure that would help a certain patient or not. Well, I certainly asked that question because doesn't the reason or the way that you determined have to do with whether or not insurance will pay for this procedure? Correct. There, the way that the way that determines if a procedure is covered by insurance is whether it is considered a medical necessity procedure. We perform breast reductions in the setting of uh, improving quality of life and either relieving back pain or neck pain or shoulder pain, and also in the setting of if women are developing rashes underneath their breasts due to the size of their breasts, those are things that we look into, and the insurance companies will also look into whether it would be medically appropriate or not. There is a similar procedure that we perform called a breast lift or a mastopexy type procedure. That is not a procedure that would be covered by insurance, and that would be considered a cosmetic procedure. However, if a woman meets the criteria for breast reduction surgery and meets the medical requirements for it, most insurance companies will cover that as a medical procedure. However, each insurance company has slightly different criteria, and uh, for each woman, it's in it's a individualized process. So uh, what we take into account is a woman's height and weight and their breast size relative to that, but also the size of their frame, their current weight status, whether they have uh, been gaining weight or losing weight. And we take all of those into account and come up with a big picture uh, view of the patient before we make a decision on whether it would be procedure that would be considered a medically appropriate procedure or if it's something that insurance would potentially cover. So what is the procedure like, Dr. Kong, for women that have gone through this process of getting accepted and they're good candidates and insurance will cover it, they've had pain, this has really affected their quality of life, what is the procedure like? When can they return to normal activities? I mean, is this a big procedure that would keep them out of work for a while? Or tell us about the procedure. Sure. So for most women, the procedure is a same-day procedure, or they would stay overnight, either in the hospital or at one of our surgery centers. The surgery itself ranges anywhere from on average, three three hours, give or take an hour, depending on how much work that we have to do. And basically what we're doing is we're trading scars on the breast to remove some of the breast tissue to take some of the weight off of the breast. There is no, uh, no way that we can perform this procedure without putting scars somewhere on the breast. 
But most women, I would say, I typically tell women that they would plan for a four to six week recovery period before they would be completely back to full activity and completely back to themselves. That doesn't mean that they can't be back at work and doing things within one to two weeks. It's just that they are restricted and the restrictions are actually very important to give the patient their best recovery. What I typically tell patients when they come in uh, planning for their surgery is I tell them to plan for taking one to two weeks off of work and then just seeing how they feel. If they feel good and they feel that their pain is well controlled and that they are recovering well, I usually let my patients get back to work at about the two-week mark after surgery if they have uh, met the criteria of all the incisions are doing well and if they can have a lifting restriction at their work. If there is a if their job is a very physical demanding type of a job, I would have the patient wait until four to six weeks before they are able to return to work because we typically put a lifting restriction on women uh, after this type of surgery or pretty much any breast surgery. If you think about what happens when you move your arms, the muscle that moves the arms also moves the breast, and we want to give the breast a chance to heal before we let patients go back to work. But the majority of women are feeling pretty good at about the two-week mark. I would say the vast majority of them are off of their pain medications or maybe taking some Tylenol and ibuprofen only at that point. And at that point, they're, for the most part, they feel like they can do pretty much anything, but the incisions haven't healed enough to allow us to let them have full unrestricted activity. So we restrict patients more to allow their wounds to heal, but they feel, for the most part, able to go back to their normal activities probably by about the second and third week. The main restriction we put on patients after this type of surgery is we don't want them moving their arms around a whole lot because that will put tension and stretch the incisions. And the incisions themselves take a total of about four to six weeks to heal fully, but that doesn't mean that patients are not, uh, a lot of the patients are back at work, I would say, by the second week or maybe the third week. Dr. Kong, does it affect future mammograms? So, yes, it does. So, for women that are uh, that have either a high risk of breast cancer, either by family history or previous previous surgery related to their breasts or previous mammogram findings, we would want them to have a mammogram prior to undergoing any type of breast reduction surgery to make sure that there's no findings that would change what we would do. After surgery, we would say that we do need to establish a new baseline mammogram or breast imaging, and we typically do that 6 to 12 months after their breast reduction surgery. The There will be some changes on the mammogram after any type of breast surgery, whether it's a breast reduction or augmentation or even a breast biopsy. However, the findings that we see on those mammograms are very easy to to tell that they're related to a previous surgery instead of a concerning uh, potential cancer type of a finding. The majority 
of radiologists are able to tell us, yes, this is for sure related to a surgery, even if they didn't know that you had surgery, uh, or if it's something that is potentially a cancer or not. These findings look different on future mammograms, but we do want women after their breast reduction or any breast surgery to get a new mammogram after about six months after they have fully healed. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Kong, in the last minute or so here with what you want women to know. If they're considering breast reduction surgery, if they have some of those pains and symptoms we've discussed, what do you tell them every day? What do you want them to know about considering this type of procedure? So when women come to my office, the majority of them have been dealing with large breasts for pretty much most of their lives. What I would want women to uh, take into account before they consider a breast reduction surgery is that we will be putting scars on the breast, and typically the scars heal very well. However, because taking a large amount of tissue off a large breast uh, requires us to put pretty long scars on the breast, the majority of women are very thankful after they have had the surgery and they feel a great uh, literal weight has been taken off their chest and they do feel the relief almost immediately after their surgery. So the majority of the patients feel that their back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, and other symptoms related to the large breasts are improved almost immediately after surgery. However, some women do still have to go through a little bit of physical therapy or other chiropractic care because the weight of their breast has had some more chronic changes to the uh, back itself. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time for them to get the full effect of the breast reduction surgery. The other main thing that we tell patients is that it takes a little bit of time to for everything to heal in and settle down before you get the final result. So even though we say that patients are able to go back to work within typically a couple weeks and are fully recovered from an activity standpoint at about six weeks, it can take several months for all of the swelling to go away before they completely feel the full effects of a breast reduction surgery. But the majority of women that do meet the criteria for uh, breast reduction surgery from a medical standpoint, they the majority of insurances will cover that procedure. And uh, However, it would be done on a case-by-case basis, and it's based mostly on how bad your symptoms are and how large the breasts are relative to the rest of the body. Thank you so much, Dr. Kong, for being with us today. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to aspirus.org. That's aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.